bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. It's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college football, bees, we got them all. So listen up, because we, 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 we got the buzz. Turn down the buzz! Welcome in to another episode of the Hive Sports Podcast. We have our first high school episode um, covering the high school football, all the Friday night lights, and and we're going to get to that in a minute. But first, I want to invite you all, if you're not already doing so, to follow the Hive Sports. We're, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can just search for at the Hive, H-I-V-E, as in like the Beehive, uh, and then sports. And you can also find a lot of our sports articles on thehivesports.com. And it, if you're following us on your favorite podcasting app, on if you're on Apple, you can give us a hopefully a five-star review. Tell us what you like and what we can improve. And with that, rundown out of the way, let's get to it. Um, I'm pleased to welcome that we I'm, – I'm pleased to say that we have a, a special guest to welcome today, our our high school writer, Matt. How, how are you doing today, Matt? Good. I'm excited to do this. How are you doing, Dan? Good, thanks. So, yeah, we have Matt Harris. He writes down for the, the San Pete the San Pete newspaper, right? It's called the San Pete. Yeah, we're called Review. the San Pete Messenger, a county paper down in San Pete, Utah. I've been covering for about five years. It's been a been great. They've been with me um, pretty much since I got into journalism. Um, it's been a joy to write for them. Yeah, that's awesome. So, we, yeah, we definitely want to get to know you a little bit. So why don't you let, let us know, um, maybe, maybe a little bit. I know you said it's kind of a long story, but just a little bit about how you got into journalism and how, especially, specifically the high school sports scene, because it seems like you do a lot of that, because in San Pete, that's what most of the the news I bet is the local news at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm a I'm a graduate of uh, Snow College. That's how I kind of got involved down there. Um, the reason I say it, it's a long story. I know we've uh, talked about this before. Uh, one thing I like to talk about is how and and I would certainly for any of our listeners who if, if you're ever feeling about anything that you struggle with, um, there was a point in time that I could not put three lines on paper and call it an essay to save my life. Um, and I never, I would have laughed in the face of anyone who ever told me I'd become a writer one day. Um, I had a absolutely wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Snow College professor, uh, Victoria Brandt. Um, I'll tell you, she's actually one of the, she's one of the least popular professors out there. I don't know if she's still there um, because she had like the weirdest writing rules, but it worked for me because she had these writing rules that kind of forced you to be descriptive, to make long sentences, to get all the information out as much as you possibly can. And eventually, as I was in this class, uh, the dam just broke. And I was able to be a lot more descriptive of my writing. I was able to write more confidently. Um, And all of a sudden, I found that I actually had a talent for writing that had been buried in me for a long time. It wasn't soon after that as I was looking for work and uh, discussing the possibility of using this talent that I discovered um, that sports writing was an option, um, whether it be with the Snow College newspaper down there or 
uh, the County Weekly, which I ran into one summer. Um, turns out they just needed a high school writer. Um, and I got into it very slowly. Um, did a, like a single game for North San P, who I've been covering from the beginning. And within months, I had three high schools to cover. I, uh, in basketball season, I was covering Wasatch Academy, one of the best. Well, that's one of the best seats you can cover for high school basketball in the country. Wasatch has got a great program down there. And I'll tell you, it's just been, it's just been an absolute joy um, ever since I've gotten started in this field. That, that's awesome. That's a great, inspiring story. I know that there's a lot of people out there that aspire to do something. For example, I would have laughed at someone who thought I could do a podcast before because I feel like, yeah, I don't <laughs> necessarily have the voice for it sometimes, but as I've done it, I've gotten a little bit better and it's, yeah, it's it's cool to try, definitely cool to try new things. Like where you said, like you struggle at first with writing and I've noticed that the articles, we'll get to a couple of them in a, in a second and, and maybe give a little um, appetizer for our listeners so they can go and read, but um, I've noticed that your articles are definitely descriptive. Like it, I almost feel like a lot of us, we um, can't, and unless you have some streaming ability, a lot of people don't know that you can watch the um, high school games, like especially right now with COVID, like a lot of people are just checking the scores and the articles. Um, but yeah, you can watch the games, but if you can't, then you can look at our games that we're covering and, and see the recaps and, it kind of just paints a picture of, of some of those yeah. high school games. Yeah, and I would absolutely plug in, like, I want to give a big shout-out to Centricom. Uh, their local 10.tv channel is great. You can pretty much hit – you can hit pretty much the entire six-county area down in central Utah um, with any game that they're hitting. Most – most you kind of miss some of the away ones. Uh, I noticed uh, Gunnison and North Summit wasn't on there. It's not going to be up in Summit County. Uh, but you get about 90% of the games that are going to happen down there just on that streaming channel alone. And then certainly, you know, since I've been in high school 10 years ago, I mean, Deseret News has come so far in terms of the video streaming covers that they are able to do online. Um, yeah, we, we've, been, uh, we've been really blessed with the ability we have to actually watch foot, high school football in Utah online during this pandemic. Yeah, it's been awesome, especially with, I mean, my, I, I'm a graduate of Utah State, and they don't have football, and, and the youth don't. I mean, uh, BYU, it's looking like they, they will as long as they can keep their numbers in check, because I, I know they had a couple of um, people test positive for COVID, and, and they had to cancel their game versus army but but yeah for high school it's been awesome i've never really streamed high school until this year it's been kind of perfect opportunity because usually i'm covering all the big the college and the pro and and which that's awesome but it's a lot a lot of people in the local um and, and especially some of the small towns you're covering they might not follow the colleges as as much as people here living along the Wasatch Front, like the the Salt Lake and Utah County areas. But um, so high school football, the Friday Night Lights is like the big ticket in town. So it's oh. awesome that we can um, watch. And, and yeah, I've used mostly desert news, but um, it's, it's awesome that Central Utah, they have that service because um, even though desert news has come a long ways, um, the game I was supposed to watch on Friday, it, it didn't have streaming available. So definitely before you go and watch your team, make sure there's 
streaming available, and if not, then maybe you can try to get a ticket to the game for sure. Um, but yeah, with that, um, that was a great intro. I, I so I kind of want to get to this last weekend. You covered a, a really big game for for the 2A and 3A. Um, I think it was you said it was like one of the best in 2A or in 3A. So I'll let you kind of set the scene and maybe give a, a little appetizer for that the articles that you wrote this week. Oh yeah. Um, so as we all know, uh, region region play is starting to kind of get into the thick of things with most regions now. But we did have one more pretty big non-region game that happened down in uh, southern Utah County, out in Beaver County. Um, I'll tell you, as I spoke to Kane Beard over at Grantsville and John Marshall at Beaver, they were they were both so stoked about this game. Even from not just like an RPI perspective, obviously it's not a region game and do anything about the region title, but you had a four and one Grantsville team, a team that's been in contention for a three day title um, for a few years now. Even though um, they uh, they're kind of one of those teams, they're kind of one of those programs that's kind of coming back to relevance over the last five years or so. Kane Beard's done a wonderful job uh, getting that program back off the ground. Uh, and then you got Beaver, and Beaver is a program that has – they've always been relevant, um, at least relevant. And in the last uh, five years or so, they've just been dominant. Right now, um, they did beat Grantsville, so now they're, they've won 19 straight games at this point. Uh, they got two state championships in the last five years. And uh, this was an amazing – this is an amazing opportunity for people to see that – the the separation between 2A and 3A ball, it, it really is not that big. you got a lot of teams out there that are kind of adhering to the same game plan. Uh, when it comes to small-town ball, you're going to find a lot of rush attacks. You want to just use these big, strong, tough kids out in, out in the central Utah area that can just run the ball right down your throat. And uh, Beaver has excelled at that for a long time. They don't they don't pass the football that much. They're going to they're gonna run it up the gut with, about three or four different guys that can carry the ball all as well as the other. Uh, Beaver went into this as the favorite, um, primarily due to the fact that they just have this unstoppable rush offense. And, you know, I honestly, uh, as I went into this, I thought Grantsville was going to do a really good job of being able to stop that run. Grantsville was holding people to under 80 yards a game on the ground. Uh, did not matter. I'm telling you, it did not matter against these Beaver Beavers. They, they still piled up over 200 yards rushing, uh, won the game 42 to 20. Um, Beaver really ran away with this kind of in the first quarter, honestly. It was already 21-7 by the end of the first. And Grantsville started to kind of uh, pound their way back a little bit and uh, not so much uh, get back from the striking distance, but at least kind of stop the bleeding. Uh, and then the fourth quarter, Beaver kind of takes it and goes all the way with it with a 14-6 differential. Uh, I, I'll tell you, I, I don't, in terms of what this game looks like in the two weeks now that I have covered the Beavers, I'm looking at the rest of that schedule. And, you know, I think Duchesne might challenge them a little bit. Duchesne's always a strong program, 6-0 and right now. I don't see anyone coming within batting distance of Beaver at least not for a, not for a really long time, not this year. Um, Grantsville, Grantsville's got some things to worry about. Uh, I told uh, Cody, Cody talked to me after that game, he said he didn't, didn't really feel like they felt as prepared 
um, as he wanted them to be when they went into that game. Maybe weren't sure exactly how strong Beaver really was, um, knowing that they were a two-way school. And uh, they're they're going to have to get their they're going to have to get their butts off back off the ground certainly. Uh, that is a strong program. Um, that was a program that probably gave North San Pete their best game of of all season. And North San Pete's one of those teams that um, they're probably the favorite um, in a lot of circles to win the 3A title this year. Um, so it's interesting what's going to be going on in the next season. But yeah, Beaver's not going to be touched. Yeah, that's. That's good that you mentioned that. There's actually a couple. I was looking. We have a couple of teams in the high in the high school, in different divisions, making some pretty long winning streaks. I, I know Skyview is up there. I think somebody on Facebook was. We were talking about the game I was covering, and he said that Skyview has like a 19 game winning streak. And then he mentioned, what, I don't remember what did you say Beaver is at now, like 18 or something like that. Uh, Beaver Beaver uh, Grantsville was their 19th win in a row. Oh yeah, and then we of course got Corner Canyon, which is like 32 straight. I think that's like the third. I think they're just behind Tempe, and I I think it might be either Duchesne or San Juan, but one of those teams has won like 48 straight. So there's still oh, that was, um, maybe some time. Yeah, that was that was Duchesne. Uh, Duchesne had a good period there. I can't remember exactly when it was. Duchesne had a good period there where just no one in no one in two way was coming close to him. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Well, I, I think that was a while ago. I know, I remember when Tim View was dominant. Like, I think the Tim View one was like 36 in a row, and that was um, maybe about 10, 15 years ago when I was in high school. But, but yeah, we got some good ones, and and also I remember you didn't you win kind of a, a friendly bet on this game because there's some dude that said he thought Grantsville would beat. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to hold him to it. Uh, we just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to maybe uh, piece like a $1 Venmo bet. Uh, uh, talking about the capacity for Beaver to actually compete, um, me and a couple other guys were kind of in the same boat. We were looking at Beaver like, you know, this team is uh, – forget about 2A. You move this team up to 3A – and they would probably contend for a title. You can move up to, up to 4A, and you're probably going to get a semi-final championship game appearance out of them. Um, and obviously, that can rustle some feathers, particularly when you've got a lot of those dominant, dominant schools out. And uh, you've got Skyview, obviously, that you mentioned. You've got Ridgeline. A lot of those guys down with Dixie and Desert Hills that have been uh, on, going on really good streaks for a long time out in 4A. Uh, but I certainly absolutely... Uh, believe um, Beaver, you might have to pass the ball a little bit more if they were a 4A team, but I've got no reason to believe that they wouldn't be able to be able to compete in that regard. I mean, this is a team. What's crazy about this team is you look at my one max preps, and Beaver Beaver is a 7 through 12 school, um, and so they're sophomore through. I didn't get the exact numbers, but sophomore through senior class, you're probably talking about about 200 kids in total. That's it. And they've got a football roster of 71 guys. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they just drag kids to practice or whatever they're doing out there, but that is a deep, deep roster uh, for a town like that. And all those kids just know how to play football. Uh, and John Marshall does an incredible job down there. Um, 
and that's that's what it's going to come down to when you're when you're really comparing teams instead of just schools, like sometimes we get apps to do. Um, you talk about the depth of the roster and what they're able to do and the culture that they have. Um, Beaver Beaver knows how to win. Yeah, for sure. It's looking definitely like they're uh, – yeah, I certainly, after what I've seen, looks like they could compete. It kind of reminds me of my, my Logan High Grizzlies back in the day when, when they didn't have a 6A, like 5A was the biggest one. I remember Riley Nelson, as, as some people might know, remember he played – for BYU after his days at Logan, yeah. but, I mean he he was he was beating some some 5A teams that were contending for for the state championship for for their level. So it's kind of cool to on. see a 2A yeah, school. Had, uh, yeah, you guys had a uh, Luke Falk up there for a while, didn't you? Yeah, the guy that was at Wazoo. Yeah, he was. He, uh, he, he, he like he left to California for a year and then didn't go so well. So I remember he was our quarterback his sophomore and then he came back for his senior year and yeah, he's he's definitely I, I was looking at some of the record books and a lot of it was Luke Falk and Riley Nelson. Like both both those guys were 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 setting records or at least up in the top um of the record books and a lot of the passing stats. But yeah, um Yes. So yeah, thanks for your coverage on that. For those who haven't seen Matt's articles, um, they're always called the ball game in the boonies. I think the previews, yeah, are the ball game in the boonies because you're covering a lot of the small towns in central Utah, and um, and I do the showdowns in the suburbs because when you said ball game in the boonies, it gave me the idea to kind of just talk about all these big schools kind of close to where I'm at in Salt Lake and Utah. Um, I covered the Highland versus Olympus game, which is an underrated rivalry because we know Olympus and Skyline are, are, are a big one, but um, Highland and Olympus have have both won a lot of um, championships at their at their division, and and Olympus had a good team and just took it to Highland. They they started off like looked like they were going to shut them out. It was like 33 to zero at half. Um, not much that they did poorly, except for I think their field goal kicker missed like two extra points in the first half. And then, um, kind of like you said, it seems like this happens a lot when one team's blowing out another team. The the other team kind of tries to make a a run, and and it seems like oh maybe they could come back, but it's a little too little too late. And so the final score was actually forty to twenty four, and and props to Highland for still. Comp- they made three touchdowns and they made um, converted three um what do they call it three two point conversions and mm-hmm. so the fine yeah the so they were only two p- possessions away from potentially tying it up but i mean when you only have 12 minute quarters as well in high school compared to 15 minute quarters it's a little bit harder to come back from down even when you have 60 minute game it's hard to come back when you're down 33 to 0 so. There's a lot that goes into that. I mean, when Olympus is going to be up 40 to zero on an opponent, um, one thing that one thing that the UHSAA is going to do um, is that they're going to not stop the clock like they've been doing normally during the game. So Highland's already running against a running clock that entire time. Um, you got to think Olympus is probably going to put in a lot of their second stringers on defense at that time, which is going to allow Highland to put some points on the board. Uh, but you look at that game, and that's definitely just a game that Olympus was really just dominating when it mattered. 
Yeah, and they definitely have some good guys. Um, one of the guys, I'll pull up his name. His name, his first name is John. Um, he he just was really impressive, and he's got some college guys looking at him. That's one thing I do like about covering the bigger schools. I'm, I'm sure there are are kids that you're covering that are that are maybe good enough to play in college, but they just don't get looked at as much. But I mean, right. it, it's awesome to talk to some of these guys. Oh yeah, John Slender. He's he's a safety and he's a really good return guy. Um, he's getting looked at by Bucknell and now I think Navy and a couple of co- coach told me that a couple of schools in state are starting to look at him. But he returned a, a punt for a, a touchdown. I think it was like 60 yards, give or take. But but anyway, yeah, it was it was fun to cover and and, and interact with like him and some of the coaches when I was covering this. Um, but yeah, lastly, I kind of wanted to talk to you about this week. I don't know if you've thought, but I've, I've already started to think about what game I'm covering right now. We're trying to, um, and that gives me another idea. We're trying to build um, our our high school theme. But for right now, you and I are covering one. Maybe if some weeks we do like a bonus game that we cover. But um, definitely, if if any of you listening want to cover or write an article for us. Um, feel free to reach out at, to thehivesports at gmail dot com, and and we can get you covering some of your local stuff. But um, but yeah, Matt, what what two A three A games of of all those this week? Where you thinking you might want to cover? Yeah, well, we got we got a pretty good slate um, between Region Twelve, Region Thirteen, Region Fourteen, and the three A's. Uh, let me take a look two A here. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, this is the first time I'm taking a look at this. Uh, Gunnison oh, yeah. Valley, Valley is going to be visiting Duchesne. Um, Duchesne 6-0, like I said. They're probably they're probably the biggest dog that isn't Beaver um, in that entire classification. I'm, you're you're going to expect that that's going to be a pretty convincing win for Gunnison Valley. Uh, having kind of covered Gunnison Valley, I do think they're definitely going to be a team that can put up a fight. Um, I just kind of worry about what the offense is going to be able to do on that one. Uh, Rich at North Summit's interesting one. North Summit's coming off of a win. Uh, Rich has really struggled this year. I'm expecting North Summit to take a win there. Uh, Beaver's probably going to win over against Enterprise. Uh, Canab, I would expect that one against Milford. Uh, North Severe Millard might be interesting. North Severe's been pretty chippy, uh, but expect the Millard Eagles to take a take a win in that regard. Uh, if we take a look at Region uh, at the 3A classification, um, uh, you got Manti Union, American Leadership Delta, uh, Juan Diego and Sonoma Academy. That's going to be a really good game. That's a very interesting one because you've got Catholic School against Charter School. Um, so that even that's not really much of a ball game in the boonies. Neither either, no, both of those places are just private schools up in uh, up in northern Utah. Um, I got. I gotta say one thing. I'm really. Uh, one thing I'm really interested in looking at is Juab visiting North San Pete. Uh, like I said, I've been covering North San Pete for about five years now. Uh, Rep Bird has absolutely revolutionized that program. They are more dominant they have, than they've ever been in over a hundred years that North San Pete's been playing football. Uh, they just got everything clicking. Got a wonderful, wonderful spread offense. Uh, I'll tell you, they got a junior quarterback down there. This kid was leading the nation and leading the well, ergo the nation, but was leading the state in touchdown passes for a while. 
Um, this Landon Bowles kid is a real treat to watch. Uh, but Juab is going to give them everything that they can handle. And North St. Pete has not beaten Juab uh, since the time that Rhett Bird's been with the program. Uh, Juab is a dominant football team that's almost always in contention for a title. I'm going to say that probably our next ball game of the Boonies is going to be that Juab at North St. Pete game. Um, I'm thinking about being there myself. Uh, I'll definitely be, be streaming it or covering it in person, however I can possibly get it. Uh, that's going to be a great game to look at, and the the implications on that game being a region game for what could happen in the 3A playoffs is huge. Um, if Red Bird can get the Hawks to win that game against the Juab Wasps, it's going to be a huge deal, not just for what they can do this season. Uh, it's going to be a huge step forward for North San Pete. Um, they'll finally manage to beat Goliath at that point. Uh, so that will be a great game. I highly recommend. I, I'm betting you anything that Desert News is probably going to be streaming that one, but it definitely will be on Centricom Local 10 as well. I uh, highly recommend that one any, to anyone who wants to watch. Yeah, that one does sound interesting. And, and so is it at North San Pete or at Juab? That one's going to be at North San Pete. Correct me if I'm wrong, is is, is, is North San Pete's a little bit farther of a drive than Juab, right? Right. For people. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Juab is Juab County. That's where you got like Nephi. Uh, you head off of I-15 and Nephi and go down the canyon. You're gonna run into Moroni. Uh, hang a left and go east, and you're gonna hit Mount Pleasant. That's where you got Wasatch Academy, and excuse me, and you got North San Pete High School. Uh, I want. Oh. I, I gotta say. Uh, this uh, this game last year was just as big. Uh, Juab was kind of the top dog in 3A uh, until Morgan kind of took it to everyone in the playoffs for the championship. Uh, but North St. Pete was going into this game undefeated. Juab just took it to them. Um, at, and, but this one was in Nephi. And uh, Juab t- took that one 28-5. Uh, I, talk, I remember talking to Red Bird last year after that game. He said he was kind of trying to – he tried to do some things differently, and it was just kind of the wrong time to do it. Uh, I'm fully expecting that. Uh, I'm fully expecting that the Hawks are going to really stick to what they know. They know how to do. Uh, they got really, really good receivers and a great quarterback. Uh, I think this one's going to be a lot more of a fireworks show on both sides. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I almost kind of. I don't know. You're, you're pretty good at those. Um, at those predicting the small town games, but I kind of wanted to to see what what you're what who you're picking at this point, or if you haven't decided yet. Uh, that's a good question. Um, well, having uh, I'll admit I'm, I can be a little bit of a North San Pete homer, um, <laughs> uh, but if we look at it uh, in max, if you're looking at max prep rankings, you're probably going to see North San Pete be the favorite on this one. Um, but it's going to be a really close one. Um, Perry's Power Guide uh, that does our newsprints every every week, uh, that doesn't look to be out yet. However, um, you got to look at the fact that Juab is coming off of a huge win. Uh, they just beat – I'm taking a look at this right. i got to scroll down here real quick. Uh, Juab just took down a very good team. They they wrecked Union. Uh, Union's usually a pretty tough squad. Um, 
more kind of middle of the pack, but I do have to beat that team 30-55-6. Uh, it was not close at all. North Stampede actually struggled this week. Um, they had a homecoming game, and it was a big-time rivalry against Delta. Now, Delta is not as good as they usually have been, uh, but Delta just threw everything they had at these Hawks. And it was a – North Stampede still had enough talent to win this game, but it was only by a touchdown, 28-21. Um, I don't really know what to expect. I, I honestly cannot tell you who I'd be picking to win this game. Uh, I want to say that this could be North St. Pete's year to get over it, get over the hump and beat the Wasps, but uh, it, this is anyone's guess. Yeah, that, that's good to know. And, and I'll give North St. Pete a little break because I know how unpredictable, at, at, even at the high school and college level, like when you get a rivalry game and just like the talent sometimes just goes out the window because people are playing for a lot more. It's more than just a game. Like I'm, I'm sure that Delta is like a, a team that they have circled that they want to beat, and, and it's homecoming. So um, I'm gonna, I might be devil's advocate, and for now I'll, I'll say, say Juab. Who knows? We might have to make a bet on it later. But um, <laughs> the for the bigger games, I. I was really looking at the slate, and one big game we got. There are two teams I haven't covered yet. Um, there's so many to choose from, and the between from 4A to 6A, there's a lot of teams just moving up and getting bigger. We have Pleasant Grove that's only lost one game, and then Sky Ridge. I haven't really heard of them until this year. I think they're a newer school in the Lehigh area, and, and they're undefeated. Um, I'll give Pleasant Grove a break for their one loss just because it was to Corner Canyon, which, I mean, even Sky Ridge, I think whenever they, I think, yeah, at some point they'll play Corner Canyon and probably will lose because Corner Canyon, um, I've seen, I I saw there was 13 some in the nation right there. Yeah. yeah. One one person even joked, and she's a big time Ute fan that listens to, or that 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 I follow on Twitter, and she made a joke. A, a pin, her pin tweet got hundreds of likes from Ute fans that said Corner Canyon has more four-star recruits than BYU. And I wouldn't be shocked, like, because that they got a couple of guys. One guy is committed to Oregon. I think their quarterback might even be leaning towards maybe BYU, but we, we, he hasn't decided yet. But, um, but yeah. The, so, anyways, I I think as of now, I'm planning on covering. Pleasant Grove and, and Sky Ridge, and, and maybe I'll throw in a bonus at one, but um, I'm looking forward to seeing your coverage because North San Pete, like you said, I, I wouldn't call you a homer, but you have a lot of experience covering. It sounds like you've covered that team a lot throughout your, your journalism career, so it'll be fun to, to see how this one goes, and maybe North San Pete will get over the hump and beat Juab. I I don't. I don't know. I haven't followed how good Juab is in football. I remember one time we had a family friend that there was like a basketball game, and it seemed like they were decent at basketball. But um, it sounds like from what you said, they're pretty good at football. They're a contender for sure. Yeah, Juab has the ability to just kind of. Uh, they're just really. They got some really really strong kids. Um, uh, have the ability to just kind of play that old school ball and just kind of run teams over. Their only loss this year is actually to Salem Hills, and Salem Hills is one of it's Salem Hills is a team that's probably probably going to win the 4A title um, or at least be there against Skyview to do it. Um, you've got wins against Parowan, Cedar City. Uh, haven't been too much. 
haven't really been challenged too much uh, in the months of September. Winds over uh, South Severe. South Severe's got South Severe is really really struggling as a team. Emory has been struggling. Union's been struggling. Uh, North St. Pete's probably going to be their biggest test outside of Salem Hills. It's going to be their biggest test in terms of uh, facing 3A competition. Uh, but if you look at the stats for GWAB, uh, you've got a team that really, really just has a lot of depth. They've got a bunch of kids that rush the ball. Um, I, I've got a you, – you, I'm looking down the list right now. There's about five, six, seven kids that have rushed for over 50 yards at least. Um, they've got four different 100-yard rushers. Um, and then Alex Jackson is uh, primarily the quarterback. Uh, he's got 777 yards. He's got a 67 completion percentage. Um, he's seven touchdowns and four interceptions. But you've also got some other guys that have passed the ball. Um, and then they just really, really get their work done on defense. Um, they've already got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 16, 17, 18. They've got 20 sacks this year, have picked off uh, about six passers or so. Um, these guys are going to bring it. These guys are going to punch you in the mouth on defense every time. Um, so it, it, this might be kind of one of those uh, what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object kind of game uh, when you're looking at Duab's defense versus uh, North St. Pete's offense. This will be really fun. Yeah, I always like seeing those matchups. Like um, a certain team, if one team has a a stalwart defense and another team has a high-powered offense. It's kind of like it's an interesting class to see which one will will end. Because well, they say defense wins championships, but, I mean, sometimes if you have a really high-powered offense, that, that can overpower it. So I'm I'm excited to see that. I might – I mean, I, I've been more excited. As I've gotten to read some of your stuff, like some of that small-town ball is just as exciting to me as – the bright lights of the the big the big game. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to to maybe streaming two at once. Maybe I'll have mine going with the suburbs and and watch your your boonies game at the same time. It'll be fun to see for sure. Uh, I might have you beat. I'm probably gonna have three or four games up. <laughs> oh yeah, all those all the boonie games, right? All of <laughs> Central yeah. Utah. But yeah, that's awesome. Well, I, I'd like to thank you for getting on with me. I know it's your, this is your first podcast, and I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot more high school coverage. This next month's going to be awesome with with a lot of these. If you're a Ute fan or an Aggie fan or whatever, Weber State, and, and your team's not playing, you, you can check out a lot of great high school games in your area, and we'll make sure to keep you covered. But, um, yeah, it was great to get – for for everyone to get to know you more, Matt. Um, yes. So thanks for that. Uh, thank, you. thank you for having me. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school, so check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.